0: Making perfect spice choices for healthy food is important to manage chronic diseases. We have focused on a specific line of spices that can really fit your diabetic lifestyle. Our spice flavors are a game changer. We have created unique blends of all-purpose seasonings that are salt-free, gluten-free, with no additives and preservatives, great for chronic conditions like high blood pressure, obesity, and heart disease. These spices contain antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal properties, and improve digestive function and metabolism. Choose diabetic cuisine spices for your family to feel more safe, confident, and support healthy aging.
1: Welcome to another episode of Transparency Talks Podcast. I am your girl, Butterby Rocker. Listen, we have an amazing show for you today. I'm super excited. This is one of my friends, actually, so you know I'm really excited about this one. Her name is Miss Tenille Archbold. She is a serial entrepreneur, a wellness coach, and an author. Hello, Tenille. Hello. Hello. How, How are good? you? I'm doing good, you look beautiful. Thank you, you do You do as well, honey, all the time. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. So i like to dive right on in. Can you all let everybody right. know a little bit about your background?
0: Okay, so um, professionally, I am a global HR consultant for the last 22 years. So I started in my career at a very young age. I am a mom of three and married. And I'm into health and wellness. It's my love. It's my passion. Um, I just want to dive right into just you know exploring more into the fitness and helping others become healthier versions of themselves. So that is my my mission.
1: Okay. So where are you from? Because you got an accent.
0: Yes, Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. Brooklyn. <laughs> okay.
1: okay. So I remember when you started your health journey and you've had some amazing surprises along the way. And I know that you started it to naturally heal yourself from getting off medications and different things like that.
0: That is correct, yes. So, um, you know, when I was pregnant with my first, my very first child, I started to develop hypertension. You know, like most women do, you get the swelling of the feet. Um, and things of that nature. And that pretty much went through okay um, for the most part. I just noticed that my health just started to spike as far as my pressure, um, just started to feel a little bit more fatigue, but I was a lot younger at that time. So I was able to bounce back really quickly. Fast forward 13 years later, when I had my second daughter, the hypertension actually increased, but it was also associated with a fibroid. I ripped my round ligament from, you know, carrying very heavy and also lifting. And then that also caused a domino effect. In addition to that, the fibroid was growing in my uterus. So it just caused me to have so many different health issues, kind of one on top of the other. And from that point on, it was just like a life changing experience for me.
1: Okay. That's something that I definitely didn't know about. So do you prefer modern medicine or a holistic approach? Holistic approach. I
0: am huge on holistic approach. Um, Years ago when I lived in New York, um, I actually surrounded myself around someone that was um, a holistic professional, right? Queen of Four. Um, She's very huge in a holistic community, but she was actually, you know, the next block from me. Her daughter and I Grew up together, so I got a lot of advice from a young age, and this is before Google and YouTube and all of these different streams of obtaining that information. She was my go-to person on, you know, obtaining information on holistic.
1: Okay. So you started on your holistic journey of healing yourself and getting yourself off medications and everything. What's what's your daily routine? So for me. Um, Let's just say where it started, right?
0: So going to my medical doctor and being told that, you know, for African-American women, it is pretty much hereditary for us to have hypertension, cholesterol, diabetes, right? They kind of label us based on tradition and how we eat and our foods are high in sodium. So, you know, he said to me, you're young, but the potential of you coming off of this medication is very low. So you may be on medication for the rest of your life. And for me, it started to impact me because my hair was falling out. You know, this is this is how much has grown back over the years, but it was like this short, you know, it, it fell out, the middle of my hair was coming out and that was because I was just having so much medication. At this point, you know, even though I went the holistic route, I was at such of a critical state that I needed to get on something right away because I have gotten too far for the holistic. So I needed to get something to bring my pressure down. And my doctor said to me, you know, he said, well, the potential, you know, the the likeliness of you coming off is very rare. So you're going to have to be on this for the rest of your life. And that put a battery in my back. I said, there's no way. So my day to day was number one, researching what causes hypertension? What causes us to retain water? What's causing, you know, my pressure to spike? And for me, I started to like, you know, just document. I started documenting what I was eating. Mm -hmm. Where I was eating from, how I was preparing my food, how much water intake I was having. And even though we, you know, consider ourselves healthy or we're eating clean, eating clean is just a term, right? But what are you really eating? Because too much of anything, too much of anything clean is also bad. So I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, I'm having a sweet potato, but I'm having the whole sweet potato. I'm having an eight ounce piece of fish, you know, but everything is portion controlled. And I started documenting like, okay, let me have some chips if I run to the gas station. Not knowing those little things were adding up and causing my pressure to spike. Mm. So my first thing was to you know, assess and start to eliminate, process of elimination, little by little. And it took a year, it took a full year, which I wanted to give myself a year to naturally heal myself. And also to prove a point to my doctor that we could heal our, heal ourselves naturally, right? But my goal was to come off this medication that I was subjective to for, you know, for three years I was on it, actually, before I got off.
1: We're taking a pause for the Cause Transparency Talks podcast, y'all. This is Bridget Carrington with Mama's Boy. journey you start researching and then naturally you started to see that your body was changing and that's also a motivation to continue to go right correct so i
0: gained 50 pounds all three pregnancies all three of my pregnancies i was right below 200 pounds so i wasn't the type of person that get pregnant and bounce back that Mm. was never the case for me i kept all my weight and for me i'm upper body heavy so i kept it in my back in my waistline um i kept it you know just just so much weight i was holding and it was causing me to have breathing problems because i am an asthmatic from growing up so on top of all of those different things that was happening i was just like you know it's time for me to start changing so yes i saw the external changes my body i started to feel better Um, more energetic I would you know walk to start running every day so I became like you know active not you know more so like a runner Mm -hmm. but at one point I wasn't even able to hold my breath to run so Mm -hmm. I knew automatically things were changing and I would just push myself every day so if I did 10 minutes I'll do 11 minutes and I just kind of kept pushing it so the external part was looking really good but for me it was going to the doctor and getting a good bill of health. Every time I went, I wanted to see that pressure come down because at one point I was so high that, you know, I didn't know if I can stroke out, you know, that's Mm -hmm. how high my pressure had gotten. So going to the doctor and becoming borderline was my first short-term goal. And then becoming, you know, what they call your, your normal blood pressure, which is 120 over 80, that was my goal. So when I got there, that was really my celebration
1: yeah yeah okay all right (laughs) so i started to document this and posting your videos and different things online and it was definitely a motivation for me i was like man i need to go back into the gym (laughs) start getting (laughs) but i'm sure that you started to hear other women and even men you know noticing you know, the changes that your body was going through and you would you would put, you know, what food you was eating and you would show your exercises and everything like that. I know that you have touched lives because like I said, you definitely impressed me and I'm, I'm very inspired by you. How does it feel to know that, you know, what you're doing is inspiring other people to do the same thing? And, and you're showing people if you can do it, they can do it too.
0: So when I was sick, so, you know, I was sick at one point. I ended up having um, umbilical hernia surgery and that caused me to have some post complications. It almost took my life, you know? I, I mean, it really almost took me out. And that was the turning point for me to start documenting it. So because God saved my life, I felt like this was God ordering my steps to say, I need to do something right? And at one point I didn't want to post things on the internet because it's the internet and the people are, you know, they're criticizable, but I didn't really care. You know, I didn't really care because I said, Lord, you spared my life for a reason. So if me posting a transparent part of what I've been through can help one person, I've done your work. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's it's even how it initiated. It's just, just being transparent, posting what I went through talking about, because there were trial and error. So trust me, people saw when I lost the weight, I gained it back. I was always on this yo-yo because I was trying to figure it out. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't really have the blueprint. I didn't have someone, you know, trust me, I had good coaches. You know, I had a good coach back then when I first started. I have a really good coach now, but there were things that I had to learn day to day. Your coach is not with you. So I had to just figure things out. And then, you know, we go to what we call the familiar Mm -hmm. when you're stressed when you're going through adversity in your life, you tend to go back to your comfort zone and eating sometimes was your comfort zone. I used to actually binge eat. Like I would go into my kid's pantry and be like, I'm just gonna eat whatever because I'm stressed today or I had a crazy day, not knowing I was committing suicide in a mm-hmm. sense. You know what I'm saying? Self-sabotaging myself. So I was transparent about it and I spoke about it. And then what happened was people will message me, not on my post. But on my DM, and would Mm -hmm. say, especially if I went MIA for a week, like, hey, if you fall off, I'm gonna fall off. I'm watching you, T, I'm looking. And to me, that kept me going because I always prayed, like, God, I just wanna be able to help one person Mm -hmm. as well as hold myself accountable in the process. And when I started realizing how many people were following me, I don't have tons and tons of followers, but I have people to me. It's not the quantity, it's the quality of people. Absolutely. You know, Because you can have millions of followers and you might get three likes. But when you get people that say, hey, you've impacted my life, what mm-hmm. you've done. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for your transparency. I knew that what I was doing wasn't in vain. And mm-hmm. I just it just kept me going. It fueled me to want to become a better version of myself because it showed like, hey, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Mm-hmm. I got three kids. I've been through two C-sections. I've been 50 pounds overweight. I've done it all, and look Mm -hmm. where I'm at, so you can do it too. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Okay, so what is in your fridge, because it sounds like you don't eat nothing,
0: but I know you do.
1: I eat, let me
0: tell you something, Um, I eat, I'm not a person who, um, you know, restrict myself too much. If I want a piece of chocolate, I'll have it, if I want a piece of cake, I'll have it. Now. Recently, I have been restricting myself because I just realized that I have a dairy intolerance.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: certain things that I eat really doesn't work well with my digestive system. However, I found alternatives, like oat, you know, like oatmeal gourd. I don't do soy, but in my refer- you know, I have children, right? So having kids, I don't want my kids to feel like you have to get up and have a green smoothie every morning. I right. let my kids be kids. If you want Chick-fil-A, that's our once a week treat. If you want pizza, I allow my kids to be kids, but I do give them the 80-20 rule as well. You know, 80% we're gonna eat good, 20% we're gonna go out, go to dinner, have a dessert. So it's balanced, right? And if you don't have balance and you're staying one way all the time, right? be prepared for disaster. Be prepared that you're gonna go into a brick wall and you're gonna fall. So. You know, I allow myself grace. I allow when I don't feel like eating healthy and I don't feel like meal prepping because I have those moments, but I also know the impact, the Mm -hmm. downstream impact of not wanting to eat healthy and what it does to my body. And for me, I don't want to go back there. So that is my thing. I don't want to go backwards.
1: Okay. Okay. And I'm glad that you said that because a lot of people do feel that they have to be so drastic with what they eat now. I'm I'm going on a diet. Uh, they say diet, but it's should be just a lifestyle. And they just you know cut everything out. But then once they eat it again, they start binge eating and just eating everything inside sight. Yeah. Nice, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you took that even farther you Bill. Know. Actually. <laughs> competed in the NPC Bikini Fitness competition and won two categories. Can you tell us what the emotional response to winning was for you? Oh man, I was on cloud 1000.
0: First of all, I couldn't believe it. And I'm gonna be very, very honest. And I have, you know, my coach and my team who can attest to this. Leading up to the show, I kept saying to them, you know, my husband, he he's he's an ex-basketball player. So for him, it's about the win. Like, you're not coming here to have half nothing. Right. But I kept saying, babe, the win for me is being 41. I'm 42 now. But being 41 at that time, I was too much shy of my 42nd birthday. So I was really 42, right? But being at that age, going through all that I've been through, and then competing, in my mind, I won. Like, I told myself... I won. No matter what the outcome is when I get on stage per the judges, I'm a winner because I made it here. And that mindset and that attitude left me to not compare, Mm -hmm. not compete with the, and the other women that I, that I was on stage with, you know, some of them were younger and we just, we just vibed really well in a sense where, you know, I'm fixing their hair and pulling up their clothes, it wasn't like, oh, you're, you're, you're my competition. We're literally like created a bond backstage where I was that motherly person, right? So when I got up there and I won, when they so they call you, of course, where they're, you know, fifth place, fourth, third. And when it got to the last two, I was just sitting there like, okay, hold on, I might get, I might get second call. You know, I might get the second place. And when they call the lady in front of me, and I got first place, I was literally in shock because I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to say I didn't expect to win because I don't want to downplay myself, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect to, you know, I'm competing against people that's in their 20s. So for me, I was just, you know, I was elated. And then, you know, I went for, you know, I went for other categories. So when I went for the other categories, I also won that. And at that point, I was like, oh no, this is not happening. So I was on level. I felt like I was on a level a different level that I didn't even know that I can get. It was a feeling of gratitude, honestly. It was that level.
1: So without further ado I present to you Miss La Chardon with Ready to Love. So I wanted to tell you how I really feel and
3: um, I, I used to think was impossible, yeah, until you came along. That
1: There are several ways you can tune in to Transparency Talks Podcasts, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa, and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. You can listen in to any of the stations by going to butterbeeraka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A U T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast. Also at Butterbeeraka. And subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast. Uh-huh.
4: Going bad on them. I be running up a check and do the dash on them. They was sleeping on the kid and I passed all them. I was waiting in the water now I splash on them. Like, cannonball, splash. Hit the frog, splash. white ball, splash. Jackie drum, Splash Fuck all the drama, just me and my partners. Be grinding to fill up the bag. Add up the commas, she look at the diamonds. Lil' mama gon' rob her, the Splash Mission to fill in the blanks, permission to fill up the bank. Gas on on I guess I should fill up the tank. The champion and tip through the ranks. Let's Driving break. hits like Golden Glove. Bank uh-huh. head with the shoulder shrug. Yeah. Mayweather boy, I'm undefeated on my competition. I just pull the plug. Light a candle for the ops. Uh-huh. Got me pulling all the stops. I did. See me in they dread Made me think of going locks I be creeping through your block See how the holes on your strategy I break it down like some cracks. your tear, like some Jack in the box Got your chick in my spot She want apples to rock I'm a bad boy I just crash for it. I don't pay attention to the dashboard I begin to paint in the paint, then I crash, boys. Y'all just act hard Get your sad card I'm a Jaguar Inspiration for the generation Like the Black Panther On my job I just spread my gift Do it every year some secret center Sweet home, no Alabama On the floor like David Banner. Pinky ring on Super Bowl See me hostage Seven like down Sanders, rule boy, I better mind your matters I've been watching y'all about to change the channel Got a chick waiting on speed and She got a drop like Louisiana, like, oh, Going bad on him I be running up a check and do the dash on him They was sleeping on the kid and I passed on him I was waiting in the water and I splash on him Like, get a splash Hit the frog, splash White water, splash get job splash go the drama just me and my partner be grinding to fill up the bag at the corner she look at the diamonds la mama going rock with the splash so many people that them believe i set the goal up and in the chain family you like jenny b's but the set up a show out in Tel Aviv. it your wet you can't ever me Got my can in the safe like the mbc Play my women are dollars some hennessy got me dripping especially the sweat in the seven all with the flow, kitchen the table with the mic on. Nigga sweating my salad, get like hustling and flow. Hard times taught me how to ball. Never take a break like Curtis Blow. Looking for anyone better, you never go find it. Like when you just lost your remote. Andy Guerrero, the frost splash Full of with the flavor like Dash. Came with the drip in the middle of summer. My stature be changing the forecast. Taking the money from everyone watching, we put it on paper like Comcast. The Mindy but major like Dad. I'm bill like a tank in my war pack. Praying for peace. Once I get open, I'm taming the beast. All of these wins in my circle of greatness is like a tornado. Tornado, that sh- was a breeze. You asked for a version, go pay me the fee. Crazy as hell if you think it was free. My energy sacred, you niggas ain't breaking my cheek. I'm splashing on y'all like a tree. Wow. Cannonball splash. Hit the frog, splash. White wall, splash. Jagged jaw, splash. You go to drama, just me and my partners. We grinding to fill up the bag. Add up the comments, shit, look at the diamonds. La mama gon' run me. splat. Cannonball splash. Me and my partners be grinding to fill up the bag. Add up the comments, she look at the diamonds, the mama gonna run the splash.
0: So I did novice and true novice. So novice is um, if you've never competed before, ever before. That's novice. and then true novice is if you've competed in the past but you've never gotten first place okay and then i did one more category which was 35 and over but these are people who've competed so i made third place in that category and that was even i was even elated from third place because i'm on stage with women who this is their lifestyle so for me to get third place in a category of you know expert competitors that was even, you know, a, another level of gratitude for me. So,
1: yeah. Okay. But what made you say, you know what, I'm going to do a competition? Because that's, you know, that's a, that's a big move. So what, what made you do that? So my coach, Okay. I have a really
0: amazing coach and she actually is a competitor coach as well. So she does personal training, but she has a team of people and it's called Chrome Angels. And she always said to me that you have this work ethic. you like you're like a a lion. When you get in here, it's like heads down, you know you don't look like this. Like when I'm in the gym, all this is done. Hair pulled back. I'm in, I'm in a different mode. I'm in that beast mode mentality. Mm-hmm. And then associating that with my meal plan. I'm very strategic. If you give me the blueprint, if you tell me to know, this is what we're going to do. I am doing it. No deviations, no gearing off. That's what I'm doing. So she would like over the years, she would like test me. Hey, I'm going to give you this the goal for next month is to drop this amount of body fat because we're always about body fat and really not the number on the scale and i would achieve it and so she said you know have you ever thought considered bodybuilding and i'm like no you know that kind of small you know is really you got to get really petite and i've never really been that small and that defined i don't think my body can do it and she said you know just try and you know months this was months of her convincing me and the other ladies convincing me as well to do it and I said you know what I always said that I want to be in that one percenter you Mm -hmm. know I don't want to do what's average I want to do what's beyond average I want to be that I want to be on that one percent and in order for me to be in that one percent I have to do something extraordinary and this is it So that was my drive every day. And was the road easy? Absolutely not. I trained, I worked my tail off to get there. So what people saw, it just didn't come overnight. It was a lot of dedication. You know, a lot of days when I told my husband, look, we can't do date night tonight because I have to sleep, I have to train twice a day. It was a lot that that took place. But for me, once I said, I'm gonna commit to do it, it's go time. Mm -hmm. That's it, like there's no, I'm gonna go back in. You know, I was it was in the middle of COVID, so I didn't really have much outdoor activities anyway. So that was the perfect opportunity and time for me to compete.
1: Okay. So how long does it take to get your body and and everything or get trained for a competition like that?
0: So it really depends. Um, like I said, for competition, it depends on body fat. So because I was training previously, not to that extent, but I was training with my coach, working out five to six days a week. Um, By January, I was probably at a good, you know, a good body fat percentage in in the mid twenties, which is good for, you know, a woman you need to be in your mid twenties as far as body fat. So around February is when I decided, um, February of last year, I decided to compete. My very first show was supposed to be June of that year. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Because we took a slow approach and not too aggressive, because aggressive could be, you know, being in a calorie deficit where you're eating a small amount of calories, you're working hard and you're doing tons of cardio. I just didn't want that approach because Mm -hmm. sometimes it shows in your face, it looks hard. It's just, you look stressed. So when June came around, I opted out to not do the show. You know, it was here in Atlanta, which was convenient for my family and friends, but I said, you know, I don't want to do it. I'm not ready until I feel like I'm ready. I'm not going. And my coach was like, okay, no pressure. Mm. That July came around. It was my daughter's 23rd birthday. And we took a trip to Mexico, just her and I doing a daughter's trip. And she was like, you know, if you take this trip to, you might not be able to do the August show. I said, Oh, when I go on vacation, I'm still going to come back and do the show because I'm going to watch what I eat and I'm going to work out while I'm there. So even though it was a a fun trip, I still stayed on my grind. So by the time August 20th came, up until literally the Sunday before, I was like, I don't think I'm ready. And she said, no, you're ready. You're ready and you're gonna walk on that stage next week. And I let it go and I said, all right. Whatever happens at this point happens. So depending on where you are will determine how long. Some people may take 20 weeks of prep. Some people may take a year to build muscle. And then to cut it, so you have to build the muscle underneath, and then you have to cut the muscle. You mm-hmm. mean cut the fat? Sorry, so build muscle, cut fat. So you know something you're thinking about doing? I'm just saying. I don't
2: know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll
1: um, give you some more details if you're thinking about it. No, but I want to you off camera. But no, I don't. I'm not thinking about a competition. <laughs> but you know, I'm 40. I'm 45. not know.
0: that's all right. That's never too late. Let me tell you something. There's people up there that have inspired me in their 60s they have a 60 and up category and you know one thing about building muscle it changes your body like Mm -hmm. I've had people ask me now I've had a tummy tuck and I've put that in my book I'm very honest about the reason why I got a tummy tuck like Mm -hmm. I wrote all of this in my book right so I'm very transparent but people will look like did you get did you get lipo did you get your butt done did you get this and you know you get those questions and sometimes you have to just like ignore people like I put in work like you've seen me put in work, but then you ask if I've had, you know, so much different surgeries and it's kind of crazy because, you know, I look at these women who are in their sixties and because they built muscle, they still have a very round glute. Their legs are toned. So I always tell women if anything you do is build muscle, Mm -hmm. all that cardio is cute but it doesn't do anything for us. It makes you skinny fat, so it doesn't shape you. I've literally created a shape and still working on it, but I've created a shape by building muscle. It's the best, it's the best thing ever. Okay.
1: So you just talked a little bit of, you just mentioned your book. You yes. have a book that just came out called When Fear Is Not A Factor, which I absolutely love the title. Can you tell everybody a little bit about it and how did you come up with the book? All right,
0: so this is the book here. When fear is not a factor. So it's a um, co-author book. So it's myself and eleven other authors who came together. So Tyra James was the creator of When Fear is Not a Factor. Okay. Originally, we said When Fear is Not a Factor, but if you look at everyone, and for those who have received the book, thank you, and who you know who got the book from me. Um, when fear is not a factor, it just didn't fit with everyone's story. Everyone mm-hmm. has a different story. So there's 11 chapters in the book and everyone gives kind of an intro. It's, um, not everything. You can't put everything in just one book. So, you know, um, couple months ago during my training, while I was training to be on a comp, you know, for the competition. Tracy Hamler, who's the presenter of the book, she came to me and said, hey, you know, I want to put together, you know, 11 powerful women, you know, women that, you know, impact her life and just women, you know, amazing women that's on the book. Mm -hmm. She wanted all of us together to come together and collaborate to put a book together. And immediately I said yes, because I knew it was another thing that God was telling me to do. It's just Mm -hmm. to tell your story in more detail, because to be honest with you, even though I post and I may put some content up there. It's not the real in-depth on how it all started. So there's some details that no one knows until they get the book.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I try my best to put as much information in the book as possible. And a lot of feedback that I've gotten was, Tanil, you, you left it open-ended. I wanted more. And that was the point. The point was because I am doing a part two where it's gonna mm-hmm. go in-depth. And the how and the why and the what I did and more in-depth but this was kind of like, not the sense of a teaser, but sometimes you also need to find out the foundation of how something started. You don't want to see the house. You need to see how the house was built and why, because then you can build upon it. So the book is amazing. The title is amazing. And it kind of comes together when fear is not a factor because it talks about 11 authors who all overcame fear Mm -hmm. in whatever capacity. And I'm talking about amazing stories. Even to me, like reading, we didn't read each other's stories until we actually came out with it. No one wanted to read it. And it's just one of those easy reads. And it's mm-hmm. something that keep you engaged, honestly, because you can relate to someone who can relate to one story in this mm-hmm. in this chapter, into this book. You know, it's relatable. So I'm excited. I'm excited. So many different things are coming up. I'm really elated about it.
1: I had read on your bio that you said you should never underestimate a woman who is disciplined, determined, believes in prayer and has a plan. You have to take yourself serious in Mm -hmm. order
0: for someone else to take you serious, right? The internet is a fast moving pace web. It's just so much stuff that's out there and You know, when you look like I used to follow a lot of people, I just have a whole bunch of people I just follow because I was just intrigued by what they did. But when I really started watching kind of what people were posting, to me, it was not something that I can relate to personally. And one of the things that I always say is when someone has discipline, when someone, and that's what puts you when I talk about the one percenters, right? Mm -hmm. What makes people in that one percenter group? Is their discipline? because think about it, right? We all fail. No matter what you do, there's billionaires who went bankrupt a million times, but one thing that they didn't do, they never gave up. Mm
2: -hmm. They were
0: disciplined enough to stay on course. They were disciplined enough to fall down and get back up. So for me, when you have a woman who the odds are against us and a lot, especially African American women too, I mean, it's just, it's a little bit harder for us when you can just stay the course and be disciplined and be powerful and show up every day despite what we're going through, right? Because there's things that we go through as women that people don't know because we don't wear it on our shoulders. We may not post about it, but we go through internal things every day. And when you can get up and show up every day, to me, that's the biggest intriguing part. So I I just always like to be intentional with what I post and be intentional with the content that I put out there that it can inspire someone.
1: We're taking another pause for the calls, Butterbee Rocker Transparency Talks Podcast This is Benny Kush all the way from the ATL With No Cry
5: yeah. See I couldn't even sleep last night yeah. Cause I was thinking, I was dreaming There was someone else holding you tight Make it clear, baby, no lie. I feel so full of tears for you, for you, oh, you, 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 oh, you, oh. I'm trying to drink myself to sleep so I won't dream of you at night, baby. See real man cry Let's just make it clear, baby. No could walk away Yeah Sometimes I wish that I could start all over again But I can't Cause you made me wonder Yeah I wonder why you treat me again. this way Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why You treat me so cold be lying if I said I wasn't thinking about letting you, you go. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why you gotta treat me so, so cold? Yeah. Okay, okay, said I'd be lying if I told you I didn't think about letting you, you go. go. Yeah, 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 I said little me this, little me that. Why are you always giving me that? Are we supposed to be in love
1: Here at Transparency, you know, of course we like to highlight all of the wonderful accolades and things that you are doing, but we want to be transparent. There are things, it, it was a struggle to get to where you are, you know so can you just touch a little bit for anybody that didn't catch it at first on some of the struggles it took for you to win this competition to become disciplined and do you know go into your health mode and everything can you give us some insights
0: um one of the things i would say is bet on yourself bet on yourself, trust that you can do it, believe in yourself. And it's not cliche and you know I wanna say, but you have to believe in yourself. And, and one thing that I did realistically is that I, shed, I um, excuse me, set short-term goals. So let's just say starting when I was 50 pounds overweight, I wanted to lose that weight, but then I had to think about it. It took me nine months of pregnancy. I was carrying in another human being in my body. Mm-hmm. I gained 50 pounds and look at, look at what I produced. So why am I expected to get that snap back body in the, in a point of no time? I need to nourish. I need to mother my child. I need to take care of it. So I just started to give my, myself short-term goals. If it's five pounds in a month, realistic goals to nothing where I'm trying to lose 20, 30 pounds, but, and it was just saying to myself, what can I do every day, mm-hmm. right? That's going to be. That's going to be beneficial a month from now, two months from now, because a lot of people, and this is why I say with the internet, we're looking for quick fixes. You know, you get on there and they tell you, you know, go to this, this, and this diet and, and lose 20 pounds in a month. Don't get me wrong. If you stay the course, you can lose 20 pounds in a month, mm-hmm. but the probabilities of you gaining it back and some is greater. But if you take your time, right. And you slowly progressively lose it. Then you think about it. Everyone is looking for this out out of glass body. But what happens to your inside, right? Mm-hmm. What happens when you aren't healthy? So you're, you're looking good on the outside, but your insides are deteriorating, right? So my biggest thing was health and fitness, wellness, all of that just goes hand in hand. So for me, I would tell anyone, take your time. Bet on yourself, right? And be realistic with yourself. You Mm -hmm. may say, you know what? Six days out the week, I'm going to be disciplined enough to eat healthy. And then one day I might give myself a treat. And I always tell people all the time, you have to associate your cardiovascular. You have to work out. You have to be able to work out. You just can't eat, 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 and then expect nothing to happen. Because what happens when you're younger, your metabolism is more faster, right? Remember, we weren't thinking about this in our 20s and we were teenagers, But as you get older, you know, you don't, you can't spot check where the fat goes. So now you're like having the stomach that's so hard. And people will say, how many sit-ups do you need? The stomach comes from food. When you have a stomach, it comes from food. Prior to me having my tummy tuck, I didn't even have a stomach. I lost that weight. Mm -hmm. I just had the extra skin from um, tearing my round ligament. So it was just skin, but I lost the weight. So I did my part Mm -hmm. really and truly of getting rid of the fat that was around me. So I always tell people: just take your time, allow yourself grace. You know, when you're stressed, and you know that your first thing to do is to grab chocolate or even alcohol or whatever, ask yourself: if this, what, what, what benefit does it have to my body? What is this going to do? What is the what benefit of me doing this now? Because what happens is, you eat it, and then you end up feeling guilty. Why did I do it? You inflammation starts happening, bloating start happening, and then that cycle. Continues, And I say that because that was when you talk about the down, the, the, the bad part, that was me. I was mm-hmm. going through that vicious cycle. I want this, but then the impact of that or I put on two pounds and now I'm mad at myself. Mm-hmm. No one made me put that weight on. I did. I didn't control the fork that was going in my mouth. When I went out, I wanted a three course meal. You know, I wanted to have whatever with the butter and the bread and all that stuff. Now it's like, what is what is that bread really doing for me? Now don't get me wrong, if I have a piece of bread, it's going to be strategically, hey, I'm working out and I'm about to hit legs. Let me go ahead and have those extra carbs so I can use it for fuel. So mm-hmm. like I said, I don't restrict myself. It's just how I have it. It's it's planned around my workout. So I make it work
1: for me opposed to it controlling me. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. So COVID, of course, had a negative impact and impacted so many families and businesses. But on the flip side, it did positively affect a lot of people as well. Can you tell us how it positively affected your businesses?
0: So um, during COVID, um, my husband and I, of course, we had a lot of time. We, you know, I worked from home. My husband was home at the time as well and you know me being in my field for a long time him being in his field for a long time we decided that hey we need to start building outside of corporate okay. you know two corporate people you know after he retired from playing ball he went into corporate into finance me and myself been in hr for all this time but it was so much uncertainty with my company like it was so much people were getting laid off and I said to myself, there's something we need to do. We, 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 we manage money really well. So my husband and I have always been into investing, even 100%. prior to COVID, into stocks. We've always done things that of that nature that kind of help, you know, that help us out in a lot of different ways. But instead of like putting our money in just one place, we decided how can we divvy it out? What can we do? So we open up a property company. Okay. Where we're, um, yeah, so we have a property company where we have real estate. Um, it's really not Airbnb, but it's sort of similar to Airbnb because we do corporate renting. So we teamed up with the Marriott Hotel. And so our guests will kind of book through them. But it's our units that they booked through. So we have, you know, a place in Disney, which is 10 minutes outside of Disney. Um, And we have a lot of of other projects that we're actually in negotiation with right now. So that was one of the good things. And we wanted to just have generational wealth. You know, Mm -hmm. we knew what was raising, you know, what was rising out there, which is real estate. Real estate is the number one thing. People don't want to have the, you know, be in a hotel. They want to be able to be in a place where, you know, they have flexibility. You know, the places that we have have a kitchen we have a private chef that actually comes and accommodate our guests we have you know indoor elevator service so we make sure that it it stays within something that we would like to stay Mm -hmm. so that's one thing and then another business that we did was called Ultimate ego now that is something i have a business consultant that i'm you know i team up with and she's kind of helping me through it and that's where the fitness comes in so that's where the nutrition the wellness um, helping people to learn how to eat like people really don't know how to eat you know it's just the little things that made me create this business how, how do you eat what do you eat you know what portion size to have you know they tell you to eat clean but what like eat what you know people don't know so um, also my ego is another business that we have and that has so many different entities with it because it's family it's marriage, it's fitness, it's wellness, it's nutrition. So it's so many different things that come along with it. So yeah, COVID for us was, you know, it had its low lights, but it definitely had some times where it allowed us to brainstorm and execute.
1: Okay. All right. So, okay. Let me just put it out there. You're a mother, a wife, you have multiple businesses, you work as global HR business consultant, real estate, you have all this stuff. How do you juggle all of it, And you go through, and you do your workouts on a regular basis and everything. How are you doing with Superwoman?
0: You know what? I just do it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I plan. I'm a planner. I plan my week out. Every day, every Sunday, excuse me, I literally plan what my week looks like. I hmm. plan pretty much what I'm gonna eat. You know, if I know I'm gonna eat out, it's planned. And it's not, you know, something that is easy for a lot of people to do. But if you don't have a plan, you fail,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, because now you're just kind of going as as the day goes. So on Sunday nights, we literally, my husband and I would determine how does the week look? How does our schedule look? You know, my kids are in sports, so we both juggle that. We don't have a lot of family here in Georgia. We have a lot of friends, but we don't have a lot of family. So we don't have people that's going to jump in and help us all the time. So we juggle it. Um, Working out for me is a priority, right? I'll work out at 6.30 in the morning or 6.30 at night, but I plan which days are gonna be earlier or the nighttime. Um, Working, I have, you know, I've been with my job for quite a few years, right? I work remote, um, so they're not on my back. You know, I literally can work wherever, right? Mm. Which is really good. Um, I travel most of the time, but due to COVID, we have been on um, travel restrictions, which is great. Um, so I just planned it honestly, but I plan just what my weeks look like so that I don't get overwhelmed. And I also plan sleeping time. Hey, at this time, lights out in the house. Mm. Kids, this is your bedtime. And this is my husband and I time because I have to we have to factor that in. We have to factor it date night. You know, my husband and I are big on going out on a date. That's my best friend. We do so much things together, but sometimes you can get so caught up in your everyday that your marriage is suffering or something is suffering. So we try to balance it out where nothing is suffering. And then we have days that you say, we're not doing anything. Today is nothing day. We don't want any phone calls. We're not going on social media. We're not going out. We're just staying home, watching movies, come down here, just do whatever. So it's really about balancing life and balance and I'm huge on that. And without that, I don't know, I wouldn't be able
1: to function, to be honest with you. I wouldn't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, you have definitely been very insightful on everything that you're doing. You have some great things, your book, and I, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be doing more competitions.
0: Yeah, so right now I don't know if you see the little fluff, got a double chin, but I have been in my bulking stage. Um, so I've been bulking. Um, this is something that I planned out as well. So I finished my show back in August, and around late October, I started to bulk. So bulking means you kind of put on more body fat. You have to put on more. You know more weight in order for you to grow your muscle right in order for you to lift heavier so i'm going through a bulking stage now and it's going to end closer to the end of this month so i put on probably from my stage weight i'm maybe like 20 25 pounds up from my stage weight at this moment and it's all done you know strategically done i'm putting on so it's not just extra fat going nowhere i'm literally just working out lifting up, lifting heavier becoming stronger my goal is to get back on stage with a better package Mm -hmm. not to get up there to go pro it's just i want to have a better package than where i was last year so that's my goal so there are shows that i'm considering um closer towards the end of the year so once i finish my bulking phase i'll go through what they call a cutting phase where i start you know Um, slowly chiseling off the fat Mm -hmm. while maintaining the muscle, so that I can prepare myself for stage again but yeah I wasn't going to do it I was going to be one and done but I was like man this was it was kind of fun you know it was was a little I had a good time so why not you know and I'm going to do it again and I don't know how much longer I'll do it but I'm going to do it until the wheels fall off I can say that. Okay,
1: okay. Well, I would like to thank you so much for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. Can you tell everybody? I'm sure you're going to be doing speaking engagements and, and everything, especially now that you got your book, and your competition, and all this type of stuff. So, can, how do people reach you?
0: So, I am on Instagram at I am the real Tennille, and then I'm also on the um, Facebook Tenille Fit Life. So yeah, you can reach me both IG and Facebook.
1: Okay. Well, again, I would like to say thank you so much for being a, tra- a part of Transparency Talks podcast and being very transparent with everything that you are doing. I'm positive to help somebody.
0: Thank you so much, thank you so much, Butter, for having me. I've known you for. Man, this is even before I met my husband. So this has been a long, <laughs> we've known each other. People think like, you know, if you just met her, I've known you for a long time, yeah. many years. I've been to your shows. I remember just coming and going to your shows. And you know, you have, I've seen your entire like career um, from the beginning. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you that we still have the connection that we have from the very beginning. I love you and I appreciate you. And congratulations on everything you have going on as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Transparency Talks Podcast. I'm going to leave you with one of my songs, This Is My Touch. Talk to you guys later.
6: Hej